Good morning and welcome to today's oil market update with Callum McPherson. How are you doing today, Callum? Very good. Yourself? Yeah, really good. Thank you. Finally, we have seen a breakout of the range and Brent had a move down to the mid 30s. So what's been going on? Well, I think there are two main things really to highlight. Uh, Libya and COVID. Uh, so Libya, there was a surprise truce between the two uh, warring factions in, in the Libyan conflict at the end of September. Uh, and that, in principle, paved the way for resumption of oil output. Initially, there was quite a lot of scepticism, myself included, uh, about how quickly output would, would recover in practice. Um, but actually, the, the, the story is that uh, output is now back to 800,000 barrels per day, uh, which compares to a couple of months ago when it was only 100,000 barrels per day. So a pr pretty big increase in output at, at a time when obviously the um, the global market is having to deal with with uh, uh, continued uh, uh, question marks over demand. And obviously, this is not helpful at a time when COVID resurgence is leading the lock leading to more lockdowns. No, I mean obviously there are problems in Europe, um, which uh, pre-COVID accounted for fifteen percent of global demand. Uh, a great, quite a number of countries have now imposed some sort of restrictions, obviously the UK, um, over the weekend. Um, but I think it is worth noting these restrictions aren't as restrictive as they were back in March. So although they're being called lockdowns, they're not um, quite the same sort of complete shutting down of, of the economy that, that we had early in, earlier in the year. Uh, but still, it's likely to have an impact on demand. Um, in Asia, though, if we talk about some of the other centres of demand, um, we're, and we're seeing things looking much more positive. So in China, for example, similar level of consumption to Europe. Um, there are little signs of problems currently. Uh, in India, which has had some really serious problems uh, over the summer and accounts for around 5% of world demand pre-COVID, um, cases are actually falling quite quite significantly. So, so things are not looking so bad in Asia. In the US, though, which which is the largest uh, consumer, accounts around 20% of world demand, uh, cases are rising again. And the situation looks quite worrying. Um, and of course, this is a significant election issue. Um, and as we know, Trump is, uh, is not in favour of lockdowns. Um, but of course, even if he loses the, the presidency in, in, in the, uh, the upcoming election, he won't actually leave office until the 20th of January. So it may be that we won't uh, see any significant change in policy um, for, for, for some while, even if cases continue to, uh, to, to be very worrying in the US. OK, and, and more generally, what might the implications be for a Biden victory for the oil markets? Well, um, Biden's coronavirus policy is very much about doing things better, trying to fix, test and trace and so on. Um, I, I've not heard that he's been calling for uh, for, for, for lockdowns. Um, but of course, um, uh, 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 it's uh, uh, you know in the run-up to the election, it's much easier to say that you're going to fix everything and, and do things better and won't need a lockdown, rather than yes, let's have a lockdown, uh, which which would just scare people. So we'll have to see what he does in in, in practice. But of course, he, he's not going to be able to do anything until uh, the 20th of uh, January, even if he does get elected. Um, Looking at the longer term, though, Biden has got a very, very different 
a view about uh, energy uh, policy. He's he's a strong advocate of uh, switching to renewables and uh, greening the economy and 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 so on. It's a complete contrast to to Trump. Um, he's talking about ending subsidies for fossil fuels. He's talking about uh, even. Uh, trying to lead the world on a, on a worldwide ban on fossil fuels subsidies. So, um, so very different uh, focus um, where, where that's concerned, and of course that could have implications for for, for U.S. Uh, crude production in the in the years ahead. Um, I think probably another area of interest for oil markets would be what his stance in Iran will be, and and here he's talking about. Uh, trying to revitalize the old uh, nuclear deal with with Iran, which of course uh, Trump pulled out of, and that led to um, Iranian production being being shut down. Iran, Iran, Iranian output being shut out of world markets. Um, so possibly sometime in the future, if um, Biden does get elected, maybe that that old deal will be resurrected and. Iranian output might uh, come back again, but I think that is a long time away if it does happen at all. Okay, and then finally, what does this all mean for the outlook for Brent? Well, I think we've talked a lot about the, the, the well, bemoaned the range that, that Brent has been trading in over the last few months because it's been quite hard to find uh, really things to say about it. Um, but something we've talked about a lot has been the correlation between oil and equities and the risk that uh, uh, we get into this, as we had earlier in the year in, in, in March, this kind of panic uh, correlated sell-off in asset markets and, and energy markets. Uh, so if we do start to see more of that i think we could certainly see brent moving into the into the low 30s um the one thing brent does have on its side this time around is that actually the market positioning is is not uh, very optimistic on, on brent already so short positions are relatively high and long positions are relatively low um a little bit different in the us though where on on us crude futures where the the position speculative positioning is much more more positive so i think that's relatively more at risk um what i think is really fascinating though uh is actually the long end of the curve so if you look at the december 21 brent contract that's trading around 40 dollars per barrel uh and, and the december 22 contract is at 42 and a half dollars per barrel and that is back to the lows of uh march and april so so uh, th this year so so really the market is pricing in um, oil staying at this this kind of $40 per barrel range for the next couple of years and and that is uh, is quite extraordinary because these these are levels that don't really work for oil producers um, uh, uh, it's very hard to, to sustain output at, at those those kinds of kinds of price levels um, so really, I suppose one of the questions then now is, well, what 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 are OPEC going to do? I mean, they were talking about um, uh, the the price not really working and needing to support the market and threatening to take steps and all this kind of thing. So now now the question for them is, well, okay, what are they going to do? And I think certainly in the eyes of the market, this will already uh, imply that. Uh, people will expect that OPEC will not increase production as they had planned to do uh, in January. Um, but uh, I think that's just 
going to become a baseline expectation. So I think for them to really be seen to be supporting the market, they're going to need to do something more than that. Lovely. Thank you for the update, Callum. Thank you.